Please join in the prayer for illumination. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Our first scripture reading is from Isaiah chapter 25. Listen for the word of the Lord. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord from whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Good morning, and what a beautiful Easter morning it is. The New Testament reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 49. Don't worry, I'm only going to focus on 28 through 35. Listen for the word of the Lord. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of bread. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for your word that enlightens us. Open our hearts, O Lord, and our minds to receive your word. Use me, O Lord, as your vessel to speak your truth. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. These verses, 28 through 35, are only part of the story. This is the story of the road to Emmaus. To bring understanding to, the verse, to these verses, we must go to the beginning of chapter 24, the resurrection of Jesus. Verses 1 through 12 tell us that three days after Jesus was crucified and placed in a tomb, some women, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, 
went to the tomb and found the stone rolled away. Two men believed to be angels appeared and told the women that Jesus had risen. The women ran and told the apostles what they saw and what, they, what was said to them, but the apostles did not believe them. So Peter had to go on for himself and see. And sure enough, to his surprise, Jesus was gone. Only the linen burial cloths were in the tomb. Then in verses 13 through 25, two travelers who had witnessed the events of the previous days were walking on the road to Emmaus. As they walked and talked, they had difficulty understanding all that had transpired recently. Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, arrest, persecution, crucifixion, and now the empty tomb. Their Savior's body was gone. It was customary in their culture to have deep and thought-provoking discussions during long walks and journeys. Hurt, confused, and mourning the death of Jesus and the disappearance of his body, the two travelers were walking and discussing all these things that had happened when Jesus appeared and asked what they were discussing. Not recognizing Jesus, Jesus inquired in, in Jesus' inquiry into their conversation caught them by surprise, and one of the travelers, Cleopas, spoke his mind. Cleopas' response was equivalent to saying, what planet did you fall from? Because the crucifixion and death of Jesus were what we call today headline news. As if Jesus did not already know, Cleopas told Jesus about the mighty prophet of Nazareth, who authorities condemned to death, the one they hoped had come to redeem Israel, one whose body was missing from the tomb, who some said, angels told them, Jesus was alive. Cleopas said a mouthful, full of all the things that Jesus foretold would happen. Yet, these followers of Jesus did not put these series of events together. They did not put the pieces of the puzzle together to see the meaning of the empty tomb. Jesus had risen. Then Jesus responded to the true two travelers, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets declared. Jesus went on to enlighten them about the history of Moses and all the prophets and himself in scripture. The two travelers' despair over Jesus' death reminds me of a dear friend who suffered the great loss of multiple family members within a year. This friend lost his mother to cancer, then several months later, his father to cancer, and a few months thereafter, his sister died of complications due to diabetes. We would see our friend during trips to the hospital, visiting um, each family member, and, and then at his parents' funerals, our friends seemed to be holding up well, given the circumstances. But when the call came to be with his sister, 
because she had been give, not been given much more time to live, our friend broke down in tears. Our friend said, I don't know what came over me. I just couldn't stop crying. Some of us know that feeling. Like the travelers on their way to Emmaus, we don't understand why life happens the way it does. And sometimes it takes a while to remember that God is always with us, even in our despair. God meets us where we are. If we just cry out to God, God will answer. The good news with our family, or with our, the friend of our family, is our friend's love for the Lord uh, testifies to the goodness of God, even in the loss of three of his beloved family members. In good times and in bad times, our friend praises God, and that is a source of great encouragement for us and all who know him. It is evident that our friend has a good relationship with God. What about you? Do you have a relationship with God? God loves you and desires to have a relationship with you today. As they came near the village to where they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on, but they urged him, saying strongly, stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in and stayed with them. Although they did not recognize him as Jesus, spending time with Jesus was so good that they did not want him to go. The stories of Moses and the prophets and Jesus' story and the scripture were so inspiring, the travelers wanted more. So they pleaded with Jesus to stay. In Near Eastern customs, the guest was obligated to turn down an invitation until it was vigorously repeated. Theologically, Jesus' actions demonstrate that he never forces himself upon others. Faith must always be spontaneous, voluntary response to God's grace. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us? while he was walking with us and talking with us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us. We hear the truth that flows from the scripture, the story of the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of Moses and all the prophets, and how God incarnate came down to dwell among us. We are convicted by that truth. Our souls are stirred. We have a burning desire to know and grow closer to God through Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. On the way to Emmaus, the two travelers were so convicted by the words of Jesus proclaimed in Scripture. Their conviction burned within them, and their response was they invited Jesus into their home. Their invitation to Jesus was the beginning of their personal relationship with Christ. Listen! I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you and you with me. The two travelers had heard the scripture explained 
and they had heard much, but they had to respond, to invite the Lord into their home before God would open their eyes and bring them to the knowledge of Christ. Additionally, Jesus acted characteristically. He did the same action that he did before during fellowship at the table. He took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them. These four verbs, took, blessed, broke, and gave, are Jesus' signature, which the two travelers may remember from the feeding of the 5,000. Every meal has the potential of being an event in which hospitality and the table fellowship can become sacred occasions. He took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. This language further implies that the church experiences this continuing presence of the risen Lord when it gathers at the Lord's table. That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they, were t they told what happened on the road and how he had made himself known to them in breaking the bread. I imagine the two travelers were so filled with excitement when they arrived in Jerusalem and found the apostles listening to Simon as he witnessed to them the fact of the risen Lord. They probably couldn't wait to tell their story of how they walked and talked with Jesus and how Jesus opened their eyes while sharing a meal and to see him alive and well. Can you imagine that excitement? The Lord is risen indeed. Have you ever had a, a sense or a feeling that you were so convicted about that caused you to move to action? Many years ago, several members of Grace Covenant saw a need in the community for childcare services. So convicted about the community's need for childcare and so excited to use their gifts and talents for God's will, they went to work. They used their resources and before long established the Grace Covenant Child Care Development Center which recently celebrated its 20th anniversary. Jesus' actions in fellowship and breaking bread can convict us just as it convicted the two travelers, opened their eyes and caused them to go and share the good news that Christ has risen. Brothers and sisters, Jesus wants us to know that he is risen indeed. He has defeated death. And we have the Lord's Supper and the scripture as constant reminder of Christ is risen. So what does that mean for us today? Well, that means that we engage in God through the word proclaimed, reading the Bible, studying the Bible in Sunday school. Our exposure to God's words move our souls and convict us to know more about what God, who God is through Jesus Christ then our response should be to invite Jesus into our hearts, into our homes, into our lives. 
When we invite Jesus into our hearts, our love of God and neighbor can grow. And as we grow in the Lord, we increase our faith. And as our faith grows, we naturally want to share God with others, starting in our home and with our family and friends. In our faith, we learn to extend the love of God to those in community. And before you know it, engaging with and knowing and loving God and neighbor becomes a way of life. Second, the fact that Christ is risen means we do not have to drown in despair anymore. Friends in Christ, tragedies are a part of life. A wise old woman once told me, if you have not experienced tragedy in your life, keep on living. We will all go through trials and tribulations. She did not say this to scare me. Rather, she reminded me that being a Christian does not mean life will be perfect. Friends, there will be good times and times of sorrow. And if we remember the writing in the scripture, God will see us through. Because our triune God is with us, Emmanuel. We are not immune to despair, hopes fade. When jobs are lost, relationships go by the wayside, people we love die, we experience war, natural disasters, and terminal illnesses. When tragedy strikes, we are devastated and we wander down the road to Emmaus. We need to remember that this is where Jesus meets us in our time of need. Jesus helps us along the way. Friends, when you are in despair, seek the understanding for your situation in the scripture and wait on the Lord because the Lord will see you through. Finally, friends in Christ, the, the good news that Christ is risen means one day we will rise too. Jesus defeated death and has shown us he is the way, the truth, and the life. When this body, when this perishable body puts on imperishable, and when this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah! Christ is risen indeed.